coming up on this episode, we begin with our adventures in Boston, weirdly aligned garages, and the pure thrill of driving electric. Then we get into the week tech news, including budgeting tech and Airbnb's new rooms. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 362, recorded May 8th, 2023. Kolb Cuts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and where would we be without you? I'm Sean Jennings, joined by two guys. Mayday, mayday. They're coming in for a landing. It's Dan and Colby. Happy May, gentlemen. The happy May. I can't believe it's here. And it's Cinco de Colby. That's right. For all those who celebrate. Yes, the fifth of Colby. You know, in this right. highly politicized environment, you know, uh, I, but I, I think we can all agree on celebrating Colby. Yeah, but although, listen, we have to be honest, though, it really was just a holiday created by greeting card companies <laughs> to just sell. I mean, come on, guys. Listen, it's been commercial. It was definitely, um, what What was that uh, store that sold the beer uh, near college? Oh, the uh, halftime? Halftime. It was, it, was at a, it was a holiday invented by halftime. Like, how will, the hell can we get these kids to buy even more alcohol in May? Two, two for Cinco one de Mayo isn't enough. No. Hey, you. You over there. <laughs> how would you like a holiday? <laughs> Why are you buying alcohol right now? Halftime. So tell me more about this, uh, you know, in the, in the, before we started recording, Sean was telling me about a drink that Colby made him a coffee drink. I was expecting it to be a cocktail. Well, it's sort of, it, listen, it was the cocktail of coffee drinks. Uh, I spent, uh, this past weekend, I spent a day in, uh, Beantown itself, uh, Boston, hanging out with my main man, Colby for his birthday. We had a wonderful time. Yep, we did. The so Dan the the origin of this this beverage by the place where um the place where my company like rents a table that we sit at one day a week in the back of another company's office. Um there's a very like a very good like espresso roasting slash cafe in place. And we go there and get coffee every Wednesday. And one day it was it was that that it was not this round of hot days, but like randomly in February, there was a day where it was like 75 degrees. Um, maybe it was March. I don't know. It was a month before now. It was not May. Um, and we went and it was hot. And so like usually I get like a cappuccino or something hot and I didn't want that. So we, we asked the person what to get. He says, OK, a lot of people do. They get like they have like a, a special syrup, like a seasonal syrup or something. And he said they'll do the syrup in a cup of like seltzer water, like a soda, and then put a shot of espresso in it. And so so we tried that that day and it was great. So I've been do- <laughs> I've been doing a series of things where you uh, put a shot of espresso in seltzer water with stuff. Um, and that's what I, that's what I made Sean drink. Now, is that an I Italian soda, or is or is that something else? I have no idea. Colby invented it. It doesn't have a name. <laughs> Colby invented it. 
It never existed before him. We could call it cold brew. Oh, that's really great. All one word. C-O-L-B-R-E-W. Or da- C-O-L dash brew. You know, one of, yeah. Something I love like that. that. No, I got to say it was very interesting. It was cold and it tasted lemony. Uh, and it didn't have a lot of coffee taste, which I was surprised. I thought it was going to be more coffee, but it was it was actually the coffee. I would say it was more lemony than it was coffee. And and what are we going to call it when Colby starts roasting his own beans? <laughs> coal beans? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a whole coal line of... Uh, right? He wow. opens up the sandwich place, you get cold cuts. Oh, my God. This is a franchise opportunity. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we should file the paperwork now so no one steals this we're live right now so you better hustle man (laughs) someone's watching somewhere i'm sure uh no it was great colby colby made me and then he took me we went to trillium we had a beer out in the beautiful sun which is great and then he took me to a uh, what do you call a food hall Mm -hmm. oh the place right near trillium yes Yes, oh yeah market and i have very low standards because i never leave my house so it was very exciting for me (laughs) <laughs> well, that's awesome. It was a treat. So we had a great time. It was a nice day. It was. It was a very nice day. Yeah, absolutely. Good day. I walked a good couple miles around town and uh, got our steps in, went down by the river. It was great. So good to uh, I saw his, I saw his place for the first time, which was very lovely. He needs more stupid tech gadgets, but we'll get there. More stupid tech gadgets. He's Working missing out. out. Yeah, we'll get so. There. It was good. It was good. Uh, yes, sir. The electricians are here right now. Sit, not right now, but they oh. they left. They they're doing like half days. I don't, I don't really care. I pay them by the hour, so they can do whatever they want. But it was interesting. They showed up at like seven thirty a.m. and they're they're out by two. Uh, but yeah, it's. And also, they're like more than halfway done, I would say, and they're supposed to take three days. But one day is entirely dedicated to inspections, mm. which I I didn't know about. Uh, yeah, nothing really exciting to report. I got to watch them drill holes in the wall, and then magically they didn't have to run the wire across the ceiling of the garage. It is in the ceiling of the garage by some... Oh, I I think I understand because from the unfinished part of the basement, they can drill into the side of the wall above where the ceiling of the garage is. Maybe maybe that's how that works. I don't know. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, you're getting an electric car charger installed. Is that correct? Yes. And a, um, a very exciting switch for our garbage disposal so we don't have to keep running an extension cord and plugging it in by hand every time we want to use it. Definitely way cooler than the car charger. For sure. For sure. And Ethernet. And Ethernet. So you got them really wiring the place. Yeah. So yeah. what are you going to do with the car charger? Use it to charge a car. Which uh, we have acquired. <laughs> okay, what do you what do you got? So this was this was a uh, this was a little bit of a process. But TLDR: If you want to buy an electric car right now, and you don't want to spend a shit ton of money, uh, you have to get a Tesla. So that's what we got. You can spend less money and get one eventually. You can spend mm. more money and get one now. 
or you can spend only like a butt ton of money instead of a shit ton of money <laughs> and get one right today. So that happened that happened a uh, gosh, a couple months ago. Um So yeah, they got us which sadly. Which one is it? It is the the cheapest one that can carry skis inside of it. So it's the Model Y. <laughs> that was a uh, that was a requirement. Are you put Are you putting a ski rack on top of that thing? On top of that bad boy? No, because <laughs> although maybe eventually we would have to, but because you know you thought about that, but it it eats supposedly it eats into the range mm. of electric cars to have things dangling off the top. And the only time that we really need lots of range is when we're going skiing. Right. Uh, so especially because you have to go uphill and it's in the wintertime and it's cold. And so that affects the range and it's slippery sometimes. So. So, yeah. Elon got us. Uh, yeah, we're so close. We're almost there. We're almost there. You can <laughs> almost buy multiple different kinds of electric cars. It's just not quite, not quite yet. No, you need like another year. Like you're, you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, frustratingly, I mean, we wouldn't have wanted this car anyways because it wouldn't have fit in the garage. This car barely, just, just <laughs> barely. My God. You were smart to measure first. Uh, we did measure first. <laughs> yeah. Although, like, one thing we didn't anticipate, and I'm still trying to work, I'm still trying to figure out what's happening, but uh, our garage was, I give him to understand, recently renovated. Uh, and prior to this, it was not, it hadn't been used as a garage in many decades. Um, and so is the, the driveway is like one of those fancy stone driveways. It's not, it's barely long enough to even accommodate the car. Um, but the... The driveway, the dri- the door into the garage is not centered on the driveway. And the interior of the garage is also offset from the driveway. And so it's kind of an optical illusion when you go to go into the garage where precisely you need to be positioned. Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. If you have any, and also we have to pull in. There is no back in because if you back in, let's see how to describe this. Uh, Because of the way that the garage is off center, if you back in, the driver's side door is right up against the wall. You cannot get out. Uh, So, but if you pull in, there's plenty of space on like the left-hand side. Uh, So it's really weird. But I think what needs to happen is... Uh, and, you know, the the little fishing ball trick and all of these things isn't really going to help because we have to pull in. Uh, so it's pretty obvious when you need to stop. But what is not obvious is where precisely to position yourself on the driveway so that when you get to the door, you're actually going to fit through it. So I don't know if we should just paint the stone. It's also not like concrete, right? So painting it was like going to look terrible. It wouldn't look great. Some sort of thing on the side of the garage door i don't know still trying to figure that out so but, the, what, yes. the car can't park itself uh i actually did look into this first of all you have to pay an extra ten thousand dollars to even get it to do that and i'm not going to do that um but it won't work in our case i forget why uh i think because our driveway 
is like, here's the street. Well, the geometries are kind of crazy. The street goes uphill. Mm-hmm. You turn right into the driveway, and then the driveway dips down. The garage is sort of like in a half basement thing. And it doesn't reverse out of the driveway if the grade is over a certain amount, which this one certainly is. Gotcha. Um, so it wouldn't work, which is damn tragic because, yeah, it's like, oh, shit, like that feature is not very useful. I'm given to understand, except in these kinds of situations. Uh, but it still won't work for us. Have you ever seen the video of the guy in the Netherlands who has to park his car in the teeny tiny garage? Uh, I'll, I'll have to send it to you. But basically, <laughs> he parks, he pulls in also. He rolls down the, you know, fold the mirrors in. Uh, which we also have to do. I don't think we technically have to do it, but it makes it uh, a lot less scary. Uh, but that is a cool feature it has, actually. It detects the GPS is like pretty accurate, and right as I get to the driveway, but not that much before, it automatically folds the mirrors mm. in, which is nice. Um, so anyways, this guy in the Netherlands, he folds his mirrors in, uh, opens the garage door. All this is manual, by the way. Drives his car into the garage, rolls the window down, opens the door, the door into the house, which he can reach from the car because it's that narrow, opens the car door into the house so he can actually get out of the car, gets out into the house, closes the car door, closes the door from the garage, and then puts like the table back that is normally there (laughs) in front of this fake door. Uh, It's not quite that bad, but... Uh, that's our adventures in cars and car chargers. Uh, yeah. Wow. Practice makes perfect. You'll be a, you'll be a pro at it before you know I'm it. I'm getting pretty good at it. I only have damaged the. I've only seriously damaged the door fr- the garage door frame once <laughs> so far, uh, <laughs> and it's got some tire marks on one side. Uh, it's another crazy thing about human psychology is I'm a way closer on the left side, on the driver's side than I am on the right side because I can see that. So I'm like comfortable <laughs> leaving that uh, pretty tight. Um, but Lena's leg has been broken this whole time and well, you know, is still kind of broken. And yesterday, I think for the first time she drove back to the house and she was like, oh, shit, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah that's fair yeah, maybe uh, she just likes having a driver I mean it is nice uh, <laughs> but yeah excellent you could always cut out holes in the sides where the mirrors go by yourself a few more inches right? <laughs> yeah just yeah, just, yeah, just get a saw a power saw and just cut some uh, some room for yourself uh, yeah through the concrete uh, <laughs> the, Listen, the foundation I've, really they have saws for that well and i'll <laughs> say did you guys i learned this do you know that home depot will rent you about anything i we just rented something yesterday like tools no one should actually have like you can rent like a jackhammer <laughs> <laughs> we, we just rented a shop back um jackhammer is uh yeah, yeah, I got to no see thanks. the full list of stuff that they, but they will rent you like a backhoe. They don't make you get like a license for that or anything. No. Do a training session. You have to do a training session to, to ride on a jet ski. You don't have to do a training session. You can rent a like hammer. a cherry picker. A st- <laughs> you can rent a stump grinder. 
Ooh, you'll that'll that'll screw you up pretty good. A demo. I don't even know what a demolition hammer is, but you can rent it. Yeah, if if I had infinite money and infinite time, and I don't have either of these things, one thing I would be interested in doing because there is room to widen the garage door. I think maybe there's not, but like you know. It's just concrete, right? How much concrete do you actually need? Couldn't you shave some off, um, make the garage door wider? But I, I, yeah, not. Makes sense to me. Not right now. Have you used a, maybe you have, Sean, new garage door openers. Have we talked about this? They're so quiet. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the same with garbage disposals, with bathroom fans. I'm just amazed at, like, whatever the new, like, brushless motor technology is. Everything's just so nice and quiet now. Yeah. Uh, I didn't re- I didn't connect all those things. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's nice. It's smooth. But also, I you know, I do wonder, especially garage door openers, very mechanical chains and things. I wonder if it's time. How much, even these ones that are quiet now, I wonder in 20 years if they're still this well, quiet. I'll let you know. You <laughs> please, please do circle back. The long-term uh, testing notes in the wire cutter. Uh, let's see what other electric car. I I think one thing that is different at the new place compared to the old place with the electric cars. We live on top of a hill. Um, and I'm curious to see how this goes in the summertime. But right now in the winter time, you make it about halfway down, and actually it's going to hit 90 this weekend. So maybe Ooh. this weekend I'll get to test it out, but. In the colder weather, going down the hill, you make it about halfway down before the car is like, no way, man. Like, this regenerative braking is done. You're you're back to your normal brakes now. <laughs> but what is cool is even with that, we make about one, we gain 1% each time we leave the house, basically. Bonus. Uh, 1% battery. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's cool. You uh, you do spend cool. a lot of time staring at the thing, at the uh, the thing that's there's this little bar on the Teslas, and I'm sure other cars have this too, where it's like, uh, am I gaining energy right now or am I expending energy? And I look at that thing a lot, and I always want to gain energy, even <laughs> if I like if I'm on a downhill section, I'm going the speed limit. I'm not going five miles over because that eats into how much energy I'm gaining back. That's money in the bank, man. It's twelve cents per kilowatt hour. That they got to gamify that. They got to get you some coins or something. Yeah, like a little animated character that gets happy or sad depending on how you're doing. Yeah, well, that might be too. It's already a little shockingly distracting, um, <laughs> and it's not even trying to be distracting. Oh yeah, that would probably be a bad idea. <sighs> yeah, that's what. Honestly, the thing about I've hybrid. It's not electric, but certainly hybrid over gas. The thing for me is. I, I will trade off the fuel efficiency for the acceleration. I'm a sucker for the acceleration. Oh, well, then this will be great for you someday. <laughs> well, even in the hybrid, even the hybrid kick gets off the line faster than the traditional gas oh, yeah, model. So sense. I can't yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like in a hybrid. It just it just the, the sort of quick response feeling. Uh, my it's very jarring. It is at first. I I agree with you. And I think it took me a long time to get used to it. But man, now I drive like because my mother basically has the identical car, but with gas, 
I drive her car. It's like a tugboat. Yeah. It's like so like you, you put your foot down and it like takes a minute. You're like, holy shit, cars used to be this way. And when I heard people talking about that, I, I thought we talked about this, but I was like, you know, whatever. That's for speed demons. I don't care. But when you then when you get it, it makes a big difference getting on the highway. Oh, yeah. It just makes it way safer. Uh, you could you have the confidence to be like, I can be at any point along this on ramp if I want to. Or then like there's lots of these for me. Now, this is another thing I didn't know about before we bought this house. Pretty much every route from me to any of the highways is like, cool, merge on this highway, cross four lanes of traffic and get off at the next (laughs) exit. Like that is a common (laughs) maneuver here because I'm like surrounded by highways. Uh, And that's so much easier to do if you can be like, oh, you know, oh, look, everyone's in the left lane you know, trying to get in line to get off this left exit up here, but I need to cross all the lanes. So I'm going like 40 miles an hour in the left lane, but everyone to the right of me is going 80. Uh, you can actually kind of pull that off. Uh, so it's not just for speed demons. You know, I'm thinking here, so we're coming up on 10 years of doing the show, believe it or not. Is this the first time all three of us have owned cars? Yes. Uh, wow. Well, we owned a car Simu- before, Simultaneously. Yeah. Wow. Wow, look at that. We're real adults. And we're all homeowners. That's true. Oh my god, we made it. This is this is sad. I sort of I definitely procrastinated on basically all of it, but um <laughs> as long as you could. Time, time caught up with you. Classic Dan maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> Next we're gonna be talking about things like 401ks and wills and Oh, well, I guess I didn't talk about this, but uh, so Lena is into budgeting and mm. she has, you know, as part of this this uh, relationship I'm in with her, I am now subject to the budgeting. <laughs> if Ouch. if not explicitly, then it, there's no escaping it. Right. Like, even if I am exempted, I am, you know, there's all sorts of stuff that I'm involved you, in that is not. So you have to be accounted for. I have I have subsumed myself into the system. And for the last two years, uh, we would, uh, every month, except I would do it way less frequently because I hated it, uh, go through all of the statements of every credit card, transcribe them into this Google Sheet, and then label them with what they are. I like the labeling part, but the transcribing part was just, it was just awful. Uh, And so I made uh, a very rare Dan website that is two drop downs and a button with absolutely no styling. I think there's literally like five HTML elements involved. Beautiful. You select the person and then there's a, there's a static list of people and there's a static list of accounts for each person. And you select the person, the account. And then I wrote a bunch of code to take the CSVs from Chase and Amex and Citibank and blah, 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 the Apple card, blah, 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 and normalize it into the same format. Uh, and then you upload it to a spreadsheet manually. But I still I have to automate that part uh, because I have screwed that part up twice now. Um, so 401ks, I don't know that much about 401ks, but I know a lot about budgeting now and the various formats that banks... Here's a fun thing. Some banks represent debits like in your credit card as like you lost this money um, because you spent it. Some banks 
represent that as credits because the amount that you owe has gone up and it goes <laughs> down when you pay it. So some of them, you have to normalize that. It's uh, It sucks. Dan, I, I got to ask, now Now that I know that you're a budget aficionado, have you gained any unique insights, like places you didn't realize you were spending money or um, um, what, what's come of it? I think the thing that I, I enjoy the labeling part because I had done like the apps before. I'd done the, the Mint and the Personal Capital, um, and I never found it really useful because uh, they categorize things by what it is. This is food. This is transportation. And it's like you and most of your expenses are food, housing, and transportation. And so if you just have those things as categories, it's like, oh, yeah, well, 80% of my money is food, housing, and transportation. <laughs> um, but that's not really helpful. And something Lena introduced me to was don't categorize what it is. Categorize what it's for. This was food. What was this food and service of? Was it I was lazy and I got takeout? Was it we were getting dinner with friends? Was it going to a fancy restaurant? Those are like different purposes. Like one is like a vacation. One is like socializing. One is like I'm lazy. Uh, and then like do you want to spend money on being lazy some people are like yeah i totally mm -hmm. want to do that it's like great then now you know that you are spending money on that or like transportation stuff it's like oh well we uh we bought gas it's like why did we buy gas was it because we were going to the grocery store it's like no we had to buy gas because we went skiing it's like well that's really a skiing expense and not just like gas um so that's been super helpful and i did find i I think it is, I didn't find any like, you know, lightning bolt from the sky. Oh my God, I can't believe this. It is a lot of like, do I really want to be spending this much money on streaming? It's like, no, it's just like, when you see the number, it's like, that's just too much. And we only watch one show per month. So that, I think we talked about this. We, we only pay for one streaming service at a time right now, mm -hmm. which right now is nothing actually. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's Apple TV plus maybe technically. Um, and then the only other thing I noticed was that the steam sales would get me. I noticed oh. It's like, Oh, it's like, Oh, you know, $10 a month for a bunch of games that you'll never play on average. It's like, well, that's like, you know, a hundred dollars a year. Uh, plus there are, then I would pay the $60 a year usually once or twice a year for a game I actually will play. It's like, well, why don't I just drop the $10 a month ones and just keep the ones I actually want? And so eh, that that was the biggest surprise. Um, oh, I cancel well, you... subscriptions a lot faster than I used to because I just, I see it and I categorize it. I'm like, oh, God damn it. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they got you that one month. That one Right, they get month. me twice. They get me for two months instead of like five. I think they used to, yeah. Well, I, I, was, I was baffled till I actually know some people who don't, read their credit card statements they just pay them they that don't used read to be them me. and i that that is listen even if you just scan it with your eyes not even for budget purposes but like someone could be stealing your credit card or some service could be charging you and you would have no way of knowing that to me is is pretty wild yep. that that is one thing i like i'm not a big like spreadsheet budget guy but you got to at least look at like what what all these line items are it's pretty crazy what I would love, uh, and stop me if I've said this on the show before, 
is Tinder for your expenses. And what I mean is uh, the thing that still kind of sucks about the process I have now, it's way easier, but still it's like, okay, once a month I sit down, it's only going to take me like 20 minutes or 30 minutes to go through all of them, but it's still like a big chunk of time. It feels it feels ominous. It's like, oh, I have to wake up on a Saturday and, and I'm spending my time doing this. Whereas, like, what if your phone just, you know, booped you at night? It's like, ding dong, like, here's your seven transactions today. Because a problem with categorizing transactions is it's hard to remember what shit is. And you're like, wait, what? There was a uh, something something LLC that I did last weekend. I was like, what the hell is that? It was yeah. like $40. And then I Googled it. It's like Burien, Washington. I was like, Burien, Washington? <laughs> oh, I guess we did go to an Indian restaurant there when we were meeting up with a friend at the mm. airport. And so, but if they had asked me that that day, like, oh, $41, whatever LLC, I'd be like, okay, that obviously is the thing. That would save some time. And so, and then just, it just shows you all the transactions and you just swipe them into like, just say you have three categories, just like, yeah, foosh, 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 in they go. You could do it in like 30 seconds. Um, but getting access to financial information is hard <laughs> cre- you say the credit card companies aren't just going to give you a live feed of every transaction as it goes through it is possible i looked into it um because there's this thing called plaid maybe you've seen mm-hmm. this if you've hooked various services up to bank accounts but that is like you know contact us for pricing i'm sure it's like mm-hmm. insanely expensive not something you could just build for yourself or an api endpoint to download CSVs from the banks, but no, that's also not possible. They don't want you to know, Dan. They want you to spend your money. They don't that want to make it easy. Thing. That's the thing. Is I I can't believe we didn't talk about this on the show, but I was like, there's no, there must be an app for this. There must be a good budgeting app. But all of them are like, go through this horrific process and manually do like the double, what do they call it? Double ledger accounting. What's the phrase? Oh yeah. Um, I know what you're... Yeah. You got to like record like, you know, that you paid this thing from this thing. So it all zeros out. I'm like, I don't care. Like I'm going to pay off every credit card every month. I don't care what the payment is. My debit account basically doesn't matter at all. I'm just worried about what I'm spending money on. I can infer what I'm saving by looking at what is left over. Like, oh, it's been three months, and now look how much is in my checking account, you know? Um, but all of them are are super hard to use, and they can't become any easier to use because all the people involved have a vested interest in you spending more money, not less. Oh, yeah. I, I signed up for one of those once, and they're like, oh, just type in your bank username and password, and we'll log in for it. I'm like, What? That's you, uh, you're out of your yeah. mind. Yeah. Terrifying. And even that, right, is not going to work. Uh, no, not whatever weird workaround they figured out is not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, paper, paper ledgers, Dan, get a little checkbook and go write checks and no, no credit cards. Go cash <laughs> and checks, man. It's going to be easier for you to track. <sighs> if only there was a what was it? There was some service I had signed up for. I genuinely don't remember what it was, but they, it was one of those where it's like, we take your privacy seriously. And one of their payment options was you could mail them cash. Like that was how they were like, we will genuinely protect your privacy. And I'm like, was that, um, I think I saw that with, uh, was it proton mail? I think let you it do was, that. It was, maybe it was a VPN or it was, it was one of those types of services. And they were like, you can pay by cash in an envelope and here's the address and you mail it to us and we'll mail you. And I'm like, holy shit, that could you imagine if all services worked that way? Like HBO Max, here's 
Here's my fifteen dollars <laughs> in the envelope, and I'll mail it. I still mail checks. I still pay. Uh, I still pay some bills with checks. But to, to who? What do I do on a on a regular month? The water and sewer I pay by check because it's a hassle. That their system's pretty crappy. Doctors I will pay because they usually don't have any kind of good platform to mm-hmm. pay, so it's easier to just write a check. Um. There's I feel like at the doctor's office, I just beat my credit card, right? No, I got, see, because you live in a place where, like, doctors are, like, tech savvy, but they, my guys, like, wouldn't, they mail me a bill. Wow. And then they, and then they always, my, my psychologist always does this, Dr. Scander, wonderful man, uh, he, every single time he mails me a bill and he says it's overdue. Every <laughs> single time. And I, and I've told him this before. I said, Doc. You can't wait 90 days to send me the bill because you're right. It is overdue, but it's it says on it. Bill number one. This is the first time we're saying it to you. 90 days overdue. I said, if you sent it to me on time, I would gladly pay it on time. And he does it every time. <laughs> he, he's a hoot. He's a hoot. That's like the, the people who all mark all of their emails to you as urgent. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all high importance. And it's like a boy who cried wolf. I said, you're getting paid when you get paid, buddy. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I don't remember. Damn. Bills, something, checks. Such excitement. I don't know. This is a riveting program. It's it's the adulting hour. Yeah. Oh, another surprising thing I learned about the electric car was in the old place we lived, we were able to charge it off of the um, uh, dryer plug which is actually fast enough you could you could drain you could fully drain the battery and charge it in like less than 12 hours which is most of the time fine it's not like unless we were going to go skiing one day well here's the thing when we go skiing you come back at like two or three in the afternoon right so actually it was still fine um but then we moved here the it was too much of a hassle to get the dry vent hooked up and we knew we were going to do this anyway so we just didn't so we're just plugging it into the wall normally and i thought that this was going to be kind of an issue and it still isn't especially because lena broke her leg we're not going anywhere and so even when we go drive the hour and a half to lena's surgeon for checkups that takes a like 30 40 percent battery but then we don't go anywhere for four days and by the time we go somewhere it's fully charged so it hasn't actually been an issue, which I was surprised by. Yeah, it's all about your lifestyle and how you. I was looking at the. Have you guys seen the? Um, I guarantee you, you probably haven't. Hyundai has the new Ionic Six. I think so. I, I remember seeing the old one. That was one of the ones I was interested in buying, and it was the, like the dealers were like, "Cool, go fuck yourself. We don't oh, have no, any of those." <laughs> there, no, it's bad. I, I think I think the six is way better looking than the five. It's it's a, it's actually a surprisingly sexy car, but. I was reading on it, not that I'm in the market, but it is one of the few cars that supports the 350 kilowatt charging, mm-hmm. which is like is the fastest on the market. It'll charge the car from like nothing to full in like 20 minutes. Yeah, the, my reading into this, though, was that and I don't understand physics enough to understand why this <laughs> is, um, but it is also you and maybe Tesla's lying to me. But when you go to one of these, because I think Tesla goes up to 250, 200, 250, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
if you charge your car at like 50%, you'll never hit that. Uh, I don't understand why. Something, you can only put that much battery, that much power into these kinds of batteries when they are low on battery. And as a result, you do get diminishing returns with increasing the wattage because it will charge a car faster from like zero to 40%. But if you want to charge to 100%, it's not going to charge that much faster from 40 to 100. Uh, so like, yeah, I think on the Tesla chargers, it's like 30 to 40 minutes from zero to full. And it's like, well, what's the difference? What's the difference between 20 minutes and 30 minutes and 40 minutes? It's still long enough that you're like, you're stuck I'm, there. I am stopping. <laughs> I am getting out of the car. <laughs> I am yeah. going to the bathroom. Hopefully there's a place to eat or something like that. Um, Wasn't that one of those crazy Tesla things that they announced and it was so crazy it was never going to be a real thing? But wasn't it wasn't the idea you were going to be able to like pull up and they were going to like take the battery out of your car and put a full one into it. That was not them, but that, that was, was someone that else, else. I think that yeah. was wild. Yeah. And then, and then they, they did the, uh, Tesla did the Apple thing and just made the entire car battery. And then you can't do that because <laughs> just battery up, up into where the seats are and up along the sides and, <laughs> all that fun stuff. See, I always assumed you'd like open the trunk and then you just pull out like a big Duracell, like, you know, big battery. You know what's interesting, actually? And... I, You know, you see, you get these electric cars and I think they're all like this now. And it's like, hey, check it out. You don't even have anything in the engine compartment. It's just a trunk. And like, look, underneath the, uh, you got your trunk and then underneath the trunk is more trunk. And like, you know, the, the Ford one is like, there's nothing even in this, the cavity above the wheel so that's just like you can just put stuff in there uh and it's like that's cool but and those spaces though are kind of useless because they're they're only for deep storage right i get the front trunk is i guess convenient but the the underneath things it's like what am i gonna put in there you know because if i want to get at any of that stuff i have to take everything on top of it out so i do feel like there's something there's like something else that someone could do with that space to make it more useful it's there's perfect. like it's so much space it's like oh my god there's so much space but like what are you going to do with all it's not like you can fit another 42 inch tv in there like no that that has to go in the same place where you've always put stuff like that it's not going to fit between the wheels and the the rear fender lots of space to put my victims uh anyway That's uh, true. No, I, <laughs> I think like a five foot tall person could curl up in the field position and go underneath the in the under trunk trunk. <laughs> well, but that's what's, for sure. That's what's wild to me is every time I park next to like the Rivian truck is a great example. That thing is huge. Yes, it's massive. So I'm like, yeah, it's not usable. But then again, these small spaces are big because the cars are gigantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, they're big. It's crazy. Yeah, um, I, I don't. That, that trend is the bigger the car, the more electric I've found is anytime I pull up to a car and I'm like, this thing's a tank. It's like, oh, it's electric. Two quick stories on this one. We when we moved into this place did I mentioned that our next door neighbor has a Rivian. Mm. Our next door neighbor has a Rivian truck. It has never been used as far as I can tell. It sits in his backyard, like tiny, teeny, tiny backyard driveway thing. And, you know, maybe maybe he used it the first month, but it wasn't long before I was like, hang on a second. That car is always there and I've never seen it move. 
I've been watching at Ooh. least since mid March. It has not moved. It still has the temporary like paper <laughs> license plate, which I think is expiring any day now because when I walk by it, I check it's May something. Um, it's like, what? That is Ooh. a $100,000 car. Okay. Can I take <laughs> a guess? Not using. Can I take a guess why it's sitting there? Sure. Theory time. I love doing this. If I'm this guy, I bought the truck thinking that due to low supply, it would actually be worth more in a couple <laughs> months and I could sell it for a profit. I guess, but I mean, I'm just trying to think of why a hundred thousand dollars, you know, the it's not that how much more could it, you know, sell for? It's not like doubling in value. No, I don't. That's I mean, it's a good question. It is not the case that he bought it, didn't get an electric car charger, and then it just died because he does have an electric car charger, which I've also never seen him use. So maybe it is dead. And maybe because I think some of them, if the battery fully dies, it has to be like basically jumped again. Um, Maybe maybe, maybe that is actually he died what and he can't get it to the charger, so he has <gasps> the charger. But you know, it's, devastating. <laughs> it's just like six inches. <laughs> this Twilight Zone episode. No. <laughs> uh, oh, and then my other point was when you look when you look at the the Teslas, I don't know what it is about them. The speaking of optical illusions, they don't look as big as they are. Even the ones that are normal car shaped, the sedan shaped ones, you put them next to even modern sedans, they're super wide. But then you see them in isolation, you're like, that's a normal car. But you see other SUVs, you're like, holy shit, that is an SUV. That is like, and then you see like the, the my car, or Lino, correct me and say our car. Um <laughs> And it's like, oh, this is a normal car. Like, oh, maybe it's the size of like a Subaru Outback or, you know, or like the Crosstrek or something like that. And like, no, it's somehow larger. But it, it, I guess it's nice that it doesn't look super honking, but it is. And then, like, I think we've talked about this, too. You see, like, a car from the 90s on the highway. You see a truck from the 90s on the highway. You're like, it's so small. It's so cute. It's adorable. Um compared to the and and then like my car next to a f-150 is like petite um yeah it's crazy it really is a sport utility vehicle uh guy i cannot we spent 40 minutes talking about cars what's happened to us well that's that's the evolution of any tech podcast right eventually it just you know What's the most expensive tech gadget? Now it's a car. Listen, when we start talking about boats or RVs, put us out of our misery. Should we, we talk we, about GM uh, getting rid of CarPlay and Android Auto? We can. <laughs> Listen, if, if just, we want to do an all-car episode. It's the car talk episode. We, we might get a revolt um, from the listeners, but who knows? Yeah, actually, speaking of tech news, if there are any particular tech stories you guys want to talk about, now would be the time. Not a lot of news this week. Quiet week. Uh, we got Google I.O. is next week. WWDC is in June. So we'll have some stuff coming up uh, in the future. But right now it's a little quiet. Airbnb is getting cheaper? Uh, sort of. At least they're focusing on the cheaper. Uh, Airbnb uh, has updated a bunch of stuff all over their platform. But the big thing is Airbnb Rooms, uh, which is supposedly will make it easier to find private rooms as well as offer up more uh, details about potential uh, to potential renters. So 
A host passport feature will help you get to know the host before booking. Uh, listings can also show if a bedroom has its own lock and if the bathrooms are private or shared. Um, the company says it'll have over a million Airbnb room listings and that more than 80% of them will cost under $100 a night. So really focusing on less so much on the standalone properties and more on the rent a room in somebody's house area uh, with additional information and security. Have you guys ever rented just a room? I did actually in Dublin once. Hmm. It was fine. I think I did once where it was. It like had a bathroom too, but it was like attached to the house or whatever. Oh, and I did in San Francisco that time I stayed at someone's house, but actually it was like a tech incubator and everybody was up all night working. (laughs) That's That's right. So twice. (laughs) Awesome. Love that. Yeah, no, it seems they got away from that a little bit. Um, And it's one of the more, you know, you look at it like a VRBO or some of these other rental platforms, really Airbnb has kind of a unique niche in the in the room rental uh, area. So not 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 a surprising uh, tweak here. It has gotten expensive, though, and I found myself I used to be, you know, an Airbnb ride or dire. It was like, hey, it's cheaper and it has all these benefits. It has downsides, too. Now I'm finding that it is not cheaper Uh, And it does have benefits, but it still has all these downsides. And so it's like, if I'm going to a place, if I'm going to a place to do things at that place, like, um, like we last year, we went to San Diego and we were going to see this friend this day and see that friend this day. And then Lino's going to a work conference. And, you know, then it's just like, just get a regular hotel room because you're not going to be spending any time in it. And it's cheaper Mm -hmm. and you can check in whenever you want to, (laughs) which is... Actually, I haven't had that issue in Airbnbs in a long time. That's probably an unfair characterization. But it used to be like, oh, I'll, I'll meet you there and let you in. And like, oh, shit, my flight got delayed. I'm getting in at three in the morning now. It's like <laughs> not the stress you want to add when you're traveling. Right. But I haven't had that happen in years. It's all keypads now. Yeah, certainly it's made it a lot easier. Do you rem- Dan, do you remember the Airbnb in, in Copenhagen where like, there was a special hiding spot for the keys, but there were multiple Airbnbs with the keys all hidden there. And we took the wrong key or something. I don't like, remember that. Yeah, we took the wrong key and the host like called us frantically like you took the wrong key. Like the other person needs that key or something. And we but it's still like we still got in somehow. <laughs> it was so weird. Or somebody took our key or something like there was some key related mix up because they were both in the same like hole in the wall outside. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. My my Airbnb memory is us wandering around the Faroe Islands trying to figure out where the hell the Airbnb right. was. And then and then that right. guy, that old guy was speaking Faroese <laughs> at us. And then the lady emerged from the house who was our Airbnb host. Or didn't we like knock on the wrong door or something? I think. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, that that memory drowned out the uh, the the wrong key one. And I'll also never forget. Speaking of Airbnbs and keys, actually, I rented a, a room a third time. Now that I think about it, <laughs> uh, in uh, Edinburgh in Scotland, and I 
was drunk. I went to, I got into the Airbnb just fine, and it was the, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival comedy festivals happening. And so I went out, went to a bunch of comedy shows, got drunk, got back at, you know, 12.30, 1 a.m., not too bad, uh, and went to open the door, and I could not get the door to the house open, no matter how, what I tried. And then uh, I realized, or I didn't, oh, I realized that as the key bent in my hand as I was trying to open the door because it was, he said like, Oh, you got to like pull on, pull in and like, you know, jiggle it and, you know, do a certain things. So I was like, maybe I'm just doing it wrong. And then I, I felt it. I was like, Ooh, yes. And then no, <laughs> I just twisted the key handle off of the part of the key that is now in the door. And that's when I realized, am I at the wrong door? And I was able to pluck the key out of the keyhole, the broken bit. And I was like, well, now what do I do? Because I've been trying to text the guy, but this is back when you had no cell phone service and internationally and no Wi-Fi and stuff. So I was like, well, I think what I have to do is go up to the, the house that I now realize is the correct house because there's like a bunch of townhouses that all look exactly the same. Stick the broken key bit into the hole and then use the shaft thing to jam the key the rest of the way in turn it to open the door, breaking this guy's door, but at least I'll have a place to sleep at night. Um, and as I walked up to the door, he opened the door. Oh. He's like, oh, I've been trying to text you back the whole time. I was like, I'm sorry, I broke the key. <laughs> um, had to pay to get a new key. I was about to say, uh, that's going to damage your rating, man. I don't think it did, but yeah, that was 10 years ago, probably. Wow. Well, it's a good thing no one noticed that you were trying to get into the wrong house. You you might still. I thought about that. Scotland. In the U.S., you would have been shot dead on the spot. That's true. Yeah. Well, because that was the other thing. If there had been someone home, I would have very quickly realized, like, why are there lights on? Um, you know, like that's that's weird. But I didn't, and they all look the same. And if I had noticed that they all looked the same when I arrived, I probably would have made a mental note like, oh, it's the third one in from the left. But I was so caught up in trying to get out to see the show that I I did not realize that. Anyways, Airbnb, fun times. There you have it. Any other uh, story here? Or we no. talk about picks, though I'm the only one with a pick, so... Yeah, you might have to go first on picks. So let me think. Let me think. Well, if we're going to pivot on over to picks land, I'll go first here. Guys, I got a fun show for you to watch, and you don't even have to pay anything to see it because it's on Amazon's free streaming service, Freebie, uh, which is a real thing. Sounds fake. It's not. Uh, it's a show called Jury Duty. Uh, and basically, the synopsis is it's like eight half hour episodes. It's quick, but. They basically took they found a regular guy and they put him on a jury at a trial that was being filmed by documentary cameras. And they're like, oh, we're going to make a documentary about the jury process. The thing is, everyone was an actor. The courtroom was fake. The trial was fake. Everything was fake except for this guy who thought it was all real. And so they kind of made a reality show out of it. But what I love about it is it's not mean spirited at all. Like, they don't really mess with the guy that bad, and he's a very nice guy. And so it's a little bit, like, good feeling, almost. It's not like a mean prank show. Like, it's very interesting. They do some crazy stuff. He's an interesting guy. 
Um, and they go through the whole case with him not knowing and reveal to him at the end that it was all fake. Um, and it was really, it was really a great watch. So I do recommend Jury Duty uh, now streaming on Freevee, uh, available wherever you get your streaming applications. Cool. Uh, Dan, what do you have here? This is very similar to something else you picked, I believe. Um, I picked was the that bird. Did I, did I pick a bird identification app? Somebody maybe? did. Actually, Colby picked a plant identification app, didn't you? I think so. Which app do you use, Colby? Mm, plant. Uh, I don't know. Well, while Colby was looking that up, I found PlantNet, which is free, and it's like folding at home, but for plants. So there's like people have crowdsourced all these photos and there's like an algorithm that like takes your photo and matches it to plants. Um, uh, the, the cool thing is it gives you a confidence interval. So you take a photo, it gives you a confidence interval of, of all these different plants, but then you can click on that plant and see a bunch of other photos, which was really helpful. Um, so I, We've used it with 100% success to identify plants. Like usually his confidence is pretty low unless you get like a really good picture. Uh, but usually within the first couple of results, you can click through the pictures and be like, oh yeah, okay. I probably should have taken a picture from this angle. And now that I see that, I'm like, yeah, it's obviously this thing. Uh, PlantNet, it's on iPhone and Android. And on a website, actually, I didn't know that. You can just use it online. Yeah, this is really cool. I love that the A is an at symbol. Very uh, 90s yep. plant nut. Sounds very AOL. Uh, I did get to see Colby's uh, garden while I was in Boston um, and got to see the community garden. It was wonderful. He's done a great job. It's really cool. Um, and uh, something like this would really come in handy. So very cool. Plantnet.org is the website. A picture this was Colby's plant pick picture this i knew it had something to do with seeing or a camera or something and nothing to do with plants <laughs> i couldn't find it i use don't panic.io slash pics search for plant there oh. you go. high tech yeah it's a great product uh thank you dan colby um yeah i think we talked about on the show at some point i i replaced my monitor and I decided to, instead of spending like $5,000 on an Apple monitor, just, just buy the cheapest monitor with all, <laughs> with all the features I could, I, could, I could ever want in a monitor and just see how it went. Um, and honestly, so far it went pretty good. I bought a monitor on Amazon for like $700 that was like, the brand is Innocent. Innocen, I-N-N-O-C-N. Never heard of it. Uh, the reviews online said, like, it's it's acceptable. And I think it is acceptable. Like, it does all the things. It's, it, it does HDR and 4K, and um, I got a high refresh rate one. And I would have picked the exact one, except in the meantime, it is completely disappeared like it's still in my amazon order history correctly but if you click the link to the product it takes you to like a different monitor <laughs> which has never happened to me before it's not even like the amazon page like this product is not available anymore it just takes you to a different monitor 
uh, which I can't explain. So I can't really pick this because apparently it doesn't exist anymore. You missed the boat. Uh, but maybe other monitors from the same company might be, you know, you might have the same experience where it is. It is totally sufficient. You know, CN. Yeah. I'm guessing that's short for Innovation China. Ooh, China. Maybe. Uh, yeah, no, this is, uh, this may be the first... Is this the most off-brand pick we've ever had? I think it might be. It's it's up there. We're pretty on-brand people. It's so off-brand, it sort of doesn't exist. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, but I'm glad I jumped on it when I did. It's, uh, you know, it's great. OLED, mini LED, actually. And they have some of the widest monitors I've ever seen. Like, I've seen widescreen before, but holy shit, some of these are wide. (laughs) It's like basically two monitors. That's... Super monitor. Crazy. Uh, yeah, in OCN.com. Excellent. What a great round of picks, everyone. Uh, very nice. Uh, I'm going to squeeze in one more pick uh, because over at Up for Debate, guys, things are popping off as usual. We just published a new episode. And guys, I know what you're thinking. I wish Sean and Matt would keep doing more text based games. Somehow, March Madness has continued into May. And we played Dream Daddy, the daddy dating simulator uh, this past week. Uh, In part one, we met all the daddies this coming week. We're actually going to start dating them. And I will tell you guys, it is goddamn hilarious. We had a hoot. We did all the voices. We joked about it. It was a lot of fun. You can check that out wherever the show is available. Also, watch the video version on YouTube because you can actually see the game in action as we're playing it and follow along. So uh, that's the latest and a lot more fun stuff coming later this summer at UpForDebate.tv. Of course, this show is don'tpanic.io, our fantastic website. You should definitely check it out. It's got the links to all the picks as well as the audio and video of this episode. Audio available wherever you get podcasts. Search for Don't Panic. And, of course, a video version on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. You can also get a hold of us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. Emails don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Uh, and we're live on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, for those of you on the West Coast, we're going to wrap it up here. That's it. But we're going to be back next time uh, with more text news and good times and uh, interesting adult discussions. Uh, but until then, on behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We're going to see you next time for another Laugh Out Loud edition of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.